0: I think accountability for yourself and share your goals. You you want a team to back you up.
1: Welcome to the Insurance Producers Podcast where we bring you the top personalized producers insurance agents, and industry partners, giving you at least three takeaways to 10x your production and build your multi-million dollar revenue books. So sit back, relax, and become inspired by the success stories and strategies of the world's top insurance minds. Let's roll. Hi everybody! Welcome back to Insurance Producers Podcast. Uh, we have a special guest today, Michelle Barnes, all the way from good old Texas. How are we doing?
0: Good, good. Thank you.
1: All right. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Um, we've got a lot to cover today, Michelle. For people that don't know anything about Michelle or uh, Grimes Insurance, do you want to just give us a little bit of background on 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 you? Where you come from, and then what you're doing on a daily basis right now?
0: Yes, so I um, was born and raised in the uh, on the West Coast, and about 22 years ago, I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, I worked in customer service. I managed a medical office, and then I just decided that I wanted to make more money and have more freedom because I was a single mom with two boys. And so, um, I went into real estate and after doing real estate for a number of years, um, I just in Las Vegas with the economical times that, you know, we're having, you just, I don't care how much money you make. It's never enough. So I just, um, I had reached the goals that I wanted. My goal when I became a real estate agent, uh, in Las Vegas was you can only be a, uh, uh, a top producer that your first year, uh, rookie of the year. And so that was, that was my goal. And I accomplished that and then did insurance for several years after that. And then I just said, you know, I want to live by family. You know, family is important. Um, and my brother owns Grimes Insurance and has for several years. So um, I moved my boys and myself out to Lubbock, Texas, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I started insurance. And I will tell you, I did not. I, I have my own auto insurance, but I've never looked at my policy. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> And so, you know, I have the customer service skills. I have the people skills, but I absolutely had no idea what insurance entailed. So Mm -hmm. I started and um, I started tracking my numbers in, I think it was August of last year. So a year ago, last August. And um, I I believe it, it was either September or October, was my very first, was my second month, and I sold over 100,000 in premiums. And Grimes has been here uh, 75 years this year, and they have not ever had anybody reach that before. And so once that started, it just kind of was, I gotta keep mm-hmm. doing it.
2: And mm-hmm. I'm one of
0: those people, I I have to have a goal because I have to have that mindset of where you're going every day. So it just escalated from there. And so last month, uh, I just celebrated mm-hmm. my 12th month selling over 100000 a month.
1: Wow. That's incredible. Michelle, congratulations. Thank you. I think today's op- podcast is going to be geared towards two things. Not that you've said that. I think from a mind of a real estate agent, a lot of us want to get that referral from a real estate agent, a mortgage officer. So maybe on this podcast, I'll ask you some questions to, Hey, put on your real estate hat. Like what would you want in like an insurance agent who is going to send you or to get insurance leads from a real estate agent or a mortgage officer. So you're almost like cheating because you know, the codes, the cheat codes for the real estate side, you know what they Mm -hmm. want to hear. You know what the insurance side wants to hear. So you're, you're perfect person for talking about real estate relationships and mortgage relationships, but I want to, I want to confirm. So you're in, so you're in Texas now, you've been there for about a year and a half and mm-hmm. you're in the insurance world for about a year now, obviously very, 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 very high level. As far as a hundred, now a hundred thousand in, in, in premium just in the state of Texas and the state of Texas right now is a pretty tough state. I mean, it's not Florida or California by any means, but it's pretty tough to, to obviously write. You got to be very specific about where you're going and how you're best, basically marketing and then where you're in the business. Cause not a lot of carriers. So I guess let's go to that. What's that challenge like, and and how can you kind of get through that challenge to be able to perform at the level you were doing a year ago?
0: So it is it's it's very difficult now. Um, and like I said, I I don't have any prior experience other than you know a little over a year that I've been doing it. But the insurance companies that I'm quoting with now, maybe ten percent. I quoted with a year ago. So a lot of companies have pulled out of Texas. We have a mm-hmm. lot of wind or a lot of hail claims here. Mm-hmm. And so it has really, we've just had so many companies pull out. Um, but the other big thing is like travelers and nationwide, they have come in and said, if we write their home, we have to write their auto. So one thing that I really love about Grimes is uh, being a broker, we can do their home with one and auto with one. It does Mm -hmm. not necessarily mean, you know, I can get them a cheaper rate. If I do their home with, you know, company A and their auto with company B, Mm -hmm. it still is going to be cheaper than if we do the bundle with the same company. So that, and explaining that to clients, has been challenging because they, they, inst- all they say is, I want the bundle discount. I want the bundle discount. And I'll say, okay, well, here's scenario A with company A. Here's your home and your auto. Mm-hmm. But if we go over here and we do your home with B and your auto with C, add those two together, it, it's cheaper than this bundle rate that you want. So it right. is a lot of educating clients. So that is kind of the first hurdle. Um, but then, just the companies are so different than, like I said,
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe a few of them I quote now that I did back then. Um And like I said, just due to the health claims and those kinds of things. The other things are they have, uh the underwriters have really cracked down. So mm-hmm. two or more losses in five years.
2: Right. Can't write you. Right. And
0: if you have a non-weather-related water claim,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it stays with the home, and it goes with the seller. So if you're living in a home and you file frivolous claim, your home may not be marketable.
1: Yeah. So what are you? So you're educating clients about these things, right? I mean, almost if you can't write them right now. Hey, listen. Like, here's what's going on. You have two claims. State of Texas, it's tough. Can we reach back out to you next year? Things like that. That obviously. So, in a tough market like this, Michelle, are you making more calls? Are you more intentional with the calls you make? Are you? I had another podcast with David Carruthers, and he was like, "Hey, like, I know, like, my, I know which clients I want to spend my time on versus the ones that I, I just don't. That I don't want to. It's not like you're wasting time, but it's really like wasting time. Like, I want to focus on the ones." that I really think I can basically capture. So are you being strategic? Any different strategy you're using right now versus like a year ago, even when you came on board, it was a different story, right? Like it was a lot better, but now it's obviously a lot tougher. What are some strategies you're using with, with kind of making sure that you, because you were very good with your time if you're writing
0: that
2: much business. Obviously.
0: Yes. So Grimes has, phenomenal um procedures in place and if you follow those procedures you will succeed and and I the strategy is a bit different I mean I'll be honest um I would say a year ago more clients um I call everybody I am not a big emailer I you know how they say first impression is a lasting impression never email a quote until you uh-huh. talk to the client, because mm-hmm. all they see is what is in that email. You and I know that we can adjust um deductibles.
2: Mm-hmm. We can adjust yeah.
0: coverages,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: you have already set a precedence in their mind. So never, ever, ever have I emailed a quote without first talking to the client mm-hmm. um, that that's just my own personal rule that I have for myself. Um, I, I know that there are a lot of agents, um, that you email. Now I also take into consideration and and I did learn this in real estate. Um, you have a matter of one to two minutes on the phone to determine Mm -hmm. who you are talking to. Are they Mm -hmm. analytical? Are they a driver? Mm -hmm. What is that personality? I, we do deal with a lot of people that, um, are analytical. I already know that I'm gonna have to email that quote to them, but I'm still gonna call them first.
2: Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm.
0: you, um, cause I'll say, can you email me the quote? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna call and make contact with you first.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and then,
0: you know, we can go from there. I validate their, their concerns, their, their questions. I validate all of that. Um, But I also know in my head, I'm going to do it a way that I've been successful, but I'm also going to accommodate their personality. Because if you go against that, you're really going against the current.
2: I
1: love that. I love that. When We are team. We have about 13 producers on the personal side that run business with us. And we train them to say, when you're sending them, everybody wants an email. We work with a lot of millennials and Gen Zs. A lot of those guys want email. And we say, "Hey, listen, you set up an appointment with them on the front call tomorrow at two o'clock. You will confirm with them that they're meeting with you at two o'clock. About one o'clock, hey, talk to you at two o'clock. Two minutes before you are on the call with them, you send them the email. And you, when they get when they get the email, you're calling them and say, hey, open that up. Let's go through it together.' So I love that you guys are you're doing that because. Like you said, at the end of the day, what they look at is the bottom is the price. They look at the price and they move on and they won't even answer your call if you're trying to get them on the call.
0: Well, and how many of those clients really know what they're looking at? None. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to know that I probably should know what everything on my, my auto policy is, mm-hmm. but I don't, or I didn't mm-hmm. until I started. And- you know, could, has it been explained to me before? Probably. But mm-hmm. was I in the mindset or mind frame to comprehend that? Obviously not cause I didn't mm-hmm.
2: know.
0: So a lot of times when I go over the quotes with them again, depending on their personality, because some people are like, what's the bottom price? They don't even care. They're mm-hmm. like, as long as it satisfies my mortgage company, I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. Um, some people are dead set on a 1% deductible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or if you're talking about auto, they've always had a $500 deductible. I will say, I've given you your quote for your $500 deductible. However, you know, and I'll give them another scenario. Sometimes I can sell them a $1,000 um deductible. It's less than or could be the same amount or less, whichever, of what they're currently paying with a $500 deductible. But because you've explained it to them, Mm -hmm. you've kind of reeled them in because you've been, you know, understanding with them and customer service goes a long ways. hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. I think we're in the customer service industry. I mean, if they trust you on the other end, you're in real estate. You know, when you're selling somebody a home, I mean, that's a bigger, obviously a deal than just, getting homeowners insurance but when they trust you man you guys are you meaning real estate agents you still i'm assuming you still have your license but you're not obviously selling real estate but you guys are they trust you more than anybody else like we we worked a ton of realtors and um they just like well my realtor told me to go with this or my realtor told me to do this yeah did you have Did you have those relationships with insurance people when you were a realtor? Were you referring insurance business back towards obviously maybe your brother? I know he was at State Farm at one point, or were you just not doing any of that?
0: So I know real estate has different guidelines in every state. I will say I haven't done insurance in another state, but I do know where I came from in Nevada, it's very strict. You have to stay in your own lane. So Mm I, I did portray, you know, to my clients that I had a team. I would, yeah. um, so they're very strict. If you refer anybody or anything, it has to be at least two or more. So mm-hmm. I would have two preferred lenders, two preferred home inspectors. Um, now, when it came to homeowner's insurance, it went through the lender. That was their lane to be in. Got it. So now here in Lubbock, I do have lenders. And realtors that refer. So I I don't I'll be honest, I don't know what the real estate laws are here, and I don't know how strict or you know complacent things are.
1: No, but we're but did you ever but you never referred any of your clients when you were a real estate agent over to insurance, you said, right? I did not. Okay, perfect. But if I came to you, you're in Vegas and, and, and I came to you and I said, Hey Michelle. I'm an insurance person, I own an agency, we'd love to do business with you, Mm -hmm. would you mind sending us some referrals? And let's say you really liked me and you're like, hey, he's trustable, I think he can help our clients. For listeners that are listening that are going and finding those real estate agents and mortgage lenders, what you're doing right now, you're trying to build these relationships with real estate agents. And I know your agency does a lot with lenders. 95% of my business, our agency's business comes from a real estate agent or a lender what are some things you're doing to deepening that relationship so they can send you all referrals uh, on the insurance side from the real estate side?
0: So we have, I would say a couple times a month. um, So there's several of us sales gals and we Mm -hmm. each kind of have our own, um, you know, there's different banks and credit unions Mm -hmm. here. And it seems like they just kind of gravitate towards you know, one person or another.
2: So mm-hmm.
0: I have kind of just gathered up in a basket, if you will, the the realtors and the lenders that I I mix with. You know, because yep. we all have different yep. personalities, and yep. that's the big key thing. When I was a realtor, I worked twenty four seven. I needed a lender that would pick up their phone and give me give me an approval letter mm-hmm. at three o'clock yep. on a Sunday afternoon. And there's some lenders that don't. So, mm-hmm. it, again, it's just making sure that you're compatible with that person and both of you have an understanding of expectations. And so um I, I'm willing to work, you know, outside of five o'clock. I'm willing to work on the weekends mm-hmm. and that works with some of the lenders or realtors. We have some sales gals that are strict on working during business mm-hmm. hours and that works for them. So. Yeah. I think it's just communication. I think a lot of us take for granted that, oh, they Mm -hmm. assume this or they assume that. Nobody Mm -hmm. can assume anything anymore. And as long as you are expressing what it is that you need to, you have that two-way communication.
1: I love that. I love that. I think one of the biggest things real estate agents and mortgages want, like if they want to talk to you, like they want to talk to you, like you better be available as an insurance person, because mm-hmm. that's really like you're solving a problem for them. And a lot of times you run into DTI issues. Hey, this deal is not going to close and they obviously can't go through state farm or anything because they're, they're very expensive and that's where you come in and save the deal and saving those deals, man, that's where you build that relationship. They start building trust with you and you start doing little things for them and they start sending you referrals. I've always said, you can start going door to door to find your clients or you can go to one realtor, one mortgage officer that can send you 30 deals. Why would you go door to door when you go to one person and they can send you 30 deals? It doesn't make any sense for you to do that. I think that's that's pretty important if you're working with mortgage and real estate people. So my question to you is then on the insurance side, Michelle, what's your day-to-day look like? And on a ballpark, how many phone calls do you think you make to get to the 100,000 in premium a month? If you're tracking that.
0: So our numbers are tracked. Everything is tracked. The number of outbound calls I make, the number of inbound calls that I take Mm -hmm. um, on average. Now, remember, uh, I make a lot of calls on my cell phone Mm -hmm. um, and that's not tracked. Um, But on our work line, Mm -hmm. my outbound calls. Is a little bit over 100 Monday through Friday. So
2: about
0: a day, a, uh, in a week,
2: in a week, yeah, that's right. okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I was like a day,
1: and that's on the okay. landline.
0: That's just on the landline, that's,
1: and that's not tracking. Obviously, you went to lunch or coffee, or you're driving and after hours. So right. add an extra twenty to twenty-five, something mm-hmm. like that. About one hundred twenty-five a day. Now, guys, remember, she's not making what I'm assuming. Maybe I'm maybe I'm assuming wrong. You're not cold calling random people trying to get referral leads. like This is a completely different, there's, if you don't know Grimes Agency, Grimes Agency is very real estate and mortgage referral driven. So like she's not going to be making a bunch of cold calls to random people trying to get it. Am I correct on that, right, Michelle?
0: Correct. So um, Ryan does very well with marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and
0: again, I think being here for 75 years in a smaller town, mm-hmm we have a lot of obviously lenders and Mm -hmm. um uh realtors we get a lot of business from word of mouth is huge um all of those things take into consideration but yes i'm not knocking on doors and i'm not cold calling um so but a lot of it is referrals as well i'll work with one person um i just finished up with one client and uh-huh. she referred her sister-in-law and then her sister-in-law referred her mother so like uh-huh. it, you know what i mean it, you end uh-huh. up and you deal yeah. with everyone in a neighborhood or everyone in a family
2: yeah.
1: i love that so, michelle what's your wording like to get that extra referral from the sister-in-law is there something that you practice at the end of the call i remember at state farm like they tr- they trained us like after right at the end, like you walk away, you put this piece of paper, say, can you write me five names? I hated that. But I hope that's not what you're doing. Because then i will be like, hey, that's what I do. And it works. For some people, it works. Like it is what it is, right? But like, that's not who I am. That's not who our office is. We don't do that. What are you doing to gain some of those referrals from the sister-in-law and sister-in-law referring? What's that word track? Or what are you doing? Uh,
0: Do you want me to be completely honest? Please. I've never asked for a referral.
2: That's cool. And
0: I, and I don't want to sound egotistical or arrogant. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and I truly don't know what it is that I have that somebody else doesn't. And Mm -hmm. I'm being very humble. I I don't. All I know is I'm genuine. I, I'm empathetic. Mm -hmm. Um but I also hold my ground. Mm. I have, I've been a single mom. I've got two, you know, Mm -hmm. I have one son that graduated last year. I have another son in junior high. And if I, and I'm not a control, you know, Mm -hmm. fanatic, but if I don't have control of my own life, I Mm. cannot control anything outside of that. And I think it's really important that we have, A dynamic that we can relate with, you know, Mm -hmm. work around because like I said, if if you can't control what's in your little circle, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. And so being relatable to people and there is a lot of times clients will talk and talk and talk it doesn't mean really a hill of beans to me. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, sometimes we get off the phone and we're like, "Wow, I could have probably went 10 years and not, you know, I didn't need to know that, mm. but it was important to them. And so you validate and mm-hmm, sure. Uh-huh. And you let them talk. Mm. And uh, again, I don't know. I, I don't have magic sauce for what, that is. I just know people love to be validated and
2: accepted and that's what I try to do. I try to get on okay. their level. I think I think I don't know
1: if it's your voice, your presence, your just like I think you're just very welcoming, warm, and just like, hey, like I can be honest with you. I can tell you my life story. And I think when people trust you, they just, they just, they they just refer you. I think you're just being genuine and happy and not being so salesy. Like I could, I could tell you're not one of those people that are like, like you have to, you must close this deal for you to like put food on the table. That's how they almost treat the call as versus just to just have a conversation. Just have a, like, just have a conversation, be empathetic, help them with the problem if you can, and
2: be honest, if you can say, listen, Mm -hmm. I can't
1: help you right now. You're at a good place. It's so funny how many people refer us business to our agency of people that are like with different carriers, but they refer their friends and everybody because we've told them, hey, stay at State Farm or stay at Allstate because, listen, you've got a good deal over there. The rates are good. Just trust change. Change when the change comes. When rates go up, call us. But like we get referrals all the time, and they call us. And I'm sure you get this all the time. They call our office all the time to our service our service people, and they ask like questions about their carriers, that like State Farm. Like, hey, I got this issue. I want to run by you guys. Are like, we don't even insure you. And they just they. So so I I think I think I know exactly what the people need to hear is that like you just got to be a genuine good and just talk to them. You know yeah. that's all that's all you need to do. What's um. So okay, so 100 a day. Do you know a ballpark of how many quotes you're doing a day?
0: Yeah. So I actually have my month in numbers. From last month. So please. please. So remember, October 1st, October 31st. Take out the Mm -hmm. weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, My inbound calls um, were 400. My um, outbound calls were 200, and out of that. I had a hundred and forty-five
2: leads. Whether outbound or inbound. Mm-hmm. Yep. Quoted for home and auto. Yes. A
1: hundred and so seven so seven hundred and fifty-seven combined inbound and outbound calls divided by four. There's four weeks. 189 a day. So one hundred and eighty-nine a week divided by five, so about thirty, about forty calls is what you're dealing on a daily basis. Whether it's inbound, outbound, um, and remember, Grimes Insurance has been around for a long time. A lot of those inbound calls could be, "Hey, I'm looking for quotes for insurance." They referred yeah. by this person, real estate agent, mortgage officer. So that's, and then you did about a hundred and fifty quotes. So if I take that hundred and fifty divided by four, thirty-seven quotes a week. So you're doing about seven quotes a day. Seven and you don't happen to know out of those one fifty how many you closed did you a closing a closing percentage do you know know by chance a closing percentage or no if you don't, that's okay.
0: My closing ratio is in the high four forties
1: high forties that's incredible mm-hmm. so so literally like you are closing about four three, three three clients a day is is kind of what you're what you're what you're closing. You're making 38 inbound, onbound calls. You're talking to pretty much 38 different people, if you think about it. So, for people that want to know, hey, like, what's in the secret sauce, Michelle? Like, how can you get to 100K in premium? To be honest with you, like, we track numbers, Graham's insurance tracks numbers, Michelle's tracks numbers. It's not rocket science. You talk, you try to t- contact 40 people, which is what you basically do inbound, outbound. Mm-hmm. Now, the principal and the agency's got to do some stuff, obviously, marketing and stuff, because okay. you get some incoming, incoming calls that come in. But to have a high forty high forty closing ratio in an environment like today is is just is just a lot more a lot more of your conversation on how people trust you and talk to you. Because remember, somebody referred you business, you're already in the driving seat. Do you get them as close of a deal to what they have? They already trust you, mortgage officer referral, Their real estate agent referral. Your conversion, Michelle, is going to be a lot higher than somebody just cold calling people trying to get leads because these people already trust your agency because they got referred. Then they trust Michelle because Michelle took the call and then they trust Michelle more because Michelle is so warm and loving and talking to all them, asking about their kids and all that stuff. You're not very salesy. I am not shocked at all of the success you're having, Michelle. So that's, um, that's really, really cool. Thank you for digging deep, deep into those numbers because I'm a numbers geek. I, I can tell you. Every one of our people of how many quotes and how many calls and what, how much money they make the agency uh, per call and all that stuff. And I can promise you that that's what Ryan has done as well, is out of your 38 calls and incoming or outgoing, he knows exactly how much every one of those calls are worth to the agency and how much money that you're making on every one of those calls. So if you want to double your income, I guess, for a lot of people that don't know, Michelle, if she wants to double her income, she just needs to do 38 times two. It's not that bad, right? I mean
0: well, and then I also have my own personal spreadsheet, and I keep track of what's being issued so So I have a goal of a hundred thousand a month. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're at the beginning of the third week,
2: mm-hmm. I
0: know how much I've sold so far, mm-hmm. but I also know what's pending the last week. Mm-hmm. What's that difference? Mm-hmm. and I know how what where I need to focus and that keeps me on track because I'm not going to come into work two days before the end of the month and be like, "Oh my gosh, mm. I've got this much more to sell." Because because you're not going to be able to do that.
2: 100%, 100%. So I keep track.
0: I we have these numbers emailed to us every week,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but it doesn't tell me how much I've sold. That Correct. gives the company you know a ratio, a number. Um, but I do have that, and that is what keeps me honest with my goal. Um, I, I know goals are for some people and they're not for others. But that everyone in the office knows what my goal is and they root you on. They're like, hey, hey, you know, and that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. Do you have just a monthly goal or do you divide it into daily, weekly, hourly? What, like what just, just monthly? You don't have like a weekly or a daily. I just goal.
0: have a monthly goal. Mm-hmm. So a, my, the big picture mm-hmm. was I wanted to have 12 months consecutive of a hundred thousand. Well, so what does that mean? That means every month I have to have a hundred thousand. So yes, I just, I. I, I don't do it day by day, but I keep track of it on my spreadsheet. Yeah. So I know where okay. I'm at at all times. So if you ask me right now, how much more do I have to sell by the end of the month? I'm, I'll be able to tell you. Yeah. Um, so I have that, but yes, my goal was at the end of the month to have that hundred thousand and then to be able to say, uh, I've done 12 months consecutively selling over a hundred thousand a month.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome. Michelle, for people, for producers that maybe are at are at 50 or 40 for the month instead of 100, do you have any advice, like one or two things that they could potentially do to kind of elevate themselves to the next level? Maybe it's as small as like, hey, your mindset of when you come in, what time are your productive times where you're making those calls? Or are you just always a machine? Just like you can kind of get your you can be on, I can't be on at all times, like I know like my peak time is from nine to twelve, so I know I need to do my like my podcast and stuff. I know right now it's about one thirty nine I know I put a lot of my stuff in the morning because in the afternoon, I just have so much going on. Do you mm-hmm. have any of that that you keep track of um uh,
0: well, I will tell you and everybody in this entire office knows I am not a morning person, mm. but in all honesty, I have to I have to put that aside because my, my, you know, my employment says I have to be here at eight o'clock mm-hmm. and I leave at mm-hmm. five o'clock. Um, so, so I come in half asleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm
0: not super productive in the morning. I'll, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, so I'm forced to work. So mm-hmm. you have to just go with the flow. Um, but I know when I come into the office and I'm in this environment, then you mm. you're working, you know you really mm-hmm. have no choice. Um I do not get on my cell phone mm-hmm. um now, my cell phone does sit next to me because I do mm-hmm. have clients that call, but I keep mm-hmm. my ringer off because if it rings, mm-hmm. you know silently it'll light up, and that will catch my mm-hmm. attention. But I do not get on social media, I do not have anything on my computer. That is going to distract me.
2: Mm. Um,
0: it is just strictly work. Um, I'm a news junkie. I love to track the news, the politics. I'm all into that, but I have to do that at home after work.
2: That's because awesome. I will
0: get sidetracked during the.
1: Yeah, of course it's it's easy to to get into like a TikTok or Instagram or whatever these guys do these, these days and get get side. You have 20 minutes, oh. I and mean. those 20 minutes could make you a lot of money if you focused on the right things. So. What does that environment look like for a lot of people that don't understand Grimes insurance? How many producers is there competition between the agents? Like what's that dynamic look
2: like culture wise?
0: So there are, when I started a year and a little over a year ago, um, there were three producers and then I was the fourth. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of them has went into a different department, but we've also hired another one. So
2: mm-hmm. we
0: still are at four. Um, the producers and I genuinely love everybody that I work with mm-hmm. b- because you have to have a work relationship with mm-hmm. those people. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and hang out with them after work, but I mm-hmm. respect the fact that they're here and they're my coworker. Mm-hmm and we do business together. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that being said, it it was a little challenging to come in because Ryan is my brother. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of played a little bit into it, but I think I earned the respect as months went Mm -hmm. on that he obviously does not favor me. I I am a coworker. I I am an employee. Um, And so I think that respect had to be earned. It it was not immediately given to me. It Mm -hmm. had to be earned. And with that, nobody had sold over a hundred thousand before I got here. So Mm -hmm. after a couple months of doing that, you know, some there's obstacles. There's, we're all women in an office. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But me doing that, I never was like, ha ha, look what I got. I want everybody to sell to their capacity because mm-hmm. it's a win-win for everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it If Grimes has everybody succeeding, you're, you're happy. We're profitable. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're a team. Um, and it's good for everybody all around. And so, um, the, one of our um agents is, is newer, um, but the other two have since hit a hundred thousand a couple different times.
2: Cool.
0: And so, I I will not sit here and say I did that for them. I didn't. They did it on their own. But if you're an outsider looking in, one could say, hey, she came in and she showed us we can do it, a- and. Collectively, we all work together.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think I'm
0: super think proud of nice. them for
2: Yeah, I think it's very
1: important for for people. Like we have a person, Tara. I think you and Tara would honestly gel really well. She's on track. I think our president's club, like inside of our producers, is about 1.5 million for the year. And she's tracking for it. She's pretty close to you. And she's tracking for 1.5 million, and she's just like gonna. She's trying to hit the 1.5 million for the year, and then there's a bunch of other ones. There's one or two that are about a million, and then the rest of them are in the 600 to a million is what they produce. There's a there's all the more around that. So, so so what? Terra, Terra has been with us for about two three years. When she came, everybody else is leveled. Everybody else started leveling up because mm-hmm. she was consistently hitting a hundred thousand like you all the time, and then everybody else is like, hey, like. We, we can do it too, because it's one of those things where nobody has done it. And then one person does it. And then everybody else is like, okay, now at least like they know it's possible. And then they push themselves and other people started achieving it. So uh-huh. you're just, you're just leveling up. Honestly, everybody at Grimes Insurance and everybody that listens to this podcast are going to get something out of it. I'm going to have every one of our producers listen to it to, to kind of get them up and running. And, uh, um, and I, uh, certainly appreciate your time, Michelle. I want to ask you one last question, unless you have
2: anything else for us.
0: I just, I think accountability for yourself and share your goals. You, you want a team to back you up and mm-hmm. there, you can ask Ryan, there's plenty of months. Some months were easy, some months, not so hard. Mm-hmm. Um The last two months, uh the end of September and the end of October were the hardest months. Mm-hmm. That's where the underwriters had cracked down. Insurance companies have pulled out. And I want to say it was in October, and and I'm like one month. This was my month to be 12 months Mm -hmm. straight. And I called Ryan, and I'm not kidding. I was in tears, Mm
2: -hmm. and I
0: said I'm not going to make it. It's a Tuesday, the end of the month is Friday. That's the last day. I said I have 17,000 to sell. I said Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make it. He did not coddle me. He did not. He said, "Then I suggest you get off the phone and get to work." (laughs) You know, and and some people can take offense to that.
2: You were in
0: sales. You have to know people are going to say things to you, Mm -hmm. but you are in control of your emotions. You are in control of how you choose to react.
2: Mm -hmm. And.
0: I chose to take that as constructive criticism to get off the phone and get to work. And that's what I did. And I, and I did it.
2: That was
1: awesome. Michelle, what's um this podcast used to be called Win the day, and I'm curious on um, if there was one thing that you would do every day and you would consider your day one when you're at night laying on the pillow and you're like, Hey, I did that one thing. If it was just one thing, Every day that you would do that your day would be successful,
2: what do you think that one thing would be? Oh, gosh. Follow through on whatever I have promised
0: somebody that day.
2: Love that. That is a great answer. Michelle, thank you so much.
1: There's so many good nuggets from this podcast that so many agents are going to get and implement and I certainly appreciate your time, Michelle. Thanks for being yeah. on.
2: And uh, this probably won't be the last time you'll be on because there's so much good information you could share.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.